Coming up on today's show, we dive into the brand new released service, Disney Genie. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to today's show. This is episode 334 of Traveling with the Mouse for Friday, October the 22nd, 2021. We are coasting into the Halloween holiday very soon. I am back this week. I'm sorry I was out. I am your host. I am Jason and I am joined as always by two esteemed co-hosts. First, we have Adam. What's up everybody? How you feeling today, Adam? Did you come in the regular standby way today, or did you come in via the lightning lane? Which way? No, the genie does not rub me the right way, so. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> we'll dive into your, yeah. your full feelings on the Disney genie very yeah. soon. We also have coming in via, I believe, standby line. Is that uh, is that John I see there? Whether you like it or you don't like it, learn to love it. Because it's the best thing going today. That's not okay. a Disney reference. But it does fit with Genie Plus because you're going to have to like it. <laughs> you're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to live with it one way or the other. That was a Ric Flair reference, of course. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. I, okay. I thought that was your Lorem Ipsum text for this ah, filler episode. Ah, good old Lorem Ipsum text. <laughs> yes. yes. We're going to dive Just into filler. all of that. Yes. <laughs> So today we have a few news stories to cover, but the, we'll just dive right into the biggest news story of all. After much anticipation, the Disney Genie service has now released. My Disney Experience app has been updated. Uh, it has a new logo on the front for the 50th. The 50th. Yeah. And a whole oh. bunch of new features, a lot of which were previewed in the past just in case you are someone who listens to Disney podcasts, but for some reason hasn't heard about it, then I'm surprised. But uh, the service basically is a combination of a few things. The first being the Disney Genie service, which is the free part, which is trying to be like touring plans where you tell it what you would like to do in the day. And it goes and gives you suggestions of what to do. Some funny things that we'll talk about later I think it, it, somebody put in that they liked live entertainment, and so it suggested the Country Bear Jamboree uh, because they <laughs> love live entertainment. So they have a very loose definition of some things. They're real bears. Yeah, you know. real bears, real <laughs> bears. So there is the $15 per day per person upcharge for the Genie Plus service, which allows you to book a return time to go to many of the attractions except for the most popular uh, we'll talk a little bit about how that works and then if you really want to do the most popular attractions there is the lightning lane service which allows you to book an individual lightning lane for a charge that costs anywhere from seven to fifteen dollars per person per ride to ride the highest of course being rise of the resistance on day one costing fifteen dollars per person per ride Plus tax. Plus tax. Yes, plus tax. There is so many directions we can go here. Ugh, I, know. I know that we were online 
first thing we were not at the parks but we were able to test out some of these things we were able to watch folks using this service let's go ahead and talk i think first about what we saw as it's regarded to the genie plus offerings so we'll leave individual lightning lanes there's a lot of things to say there but genie plus the 15 dollars per person per day upcharge what was your initial reactions and observations that you had uh, from that service? My initial reaction was, oh, $15, okay, for my party of four, plus tax, and it's like $62 or something. I forgot what it was. But the tax thing was kind of annoying to me. <laughs> it's like, just right. make it a flat fee. Why are you charging sales tax on a, I don't know. That was another just frustrating thing to me salt in the wound yeah twisting the knife well i was thinking we talked one time not too terribly long ago and i don't remember the price but um wasn't that similar or still a little bit less than what it would have been for say what is it universals is called again the the express pass yeah express pass wasn't theirs per day slightly more Oh, it was definitely more expensive by a long shot but it is way different in that you can just go skip the line when yeah, you want any, to. anytime. Right. But I mean, because wasn't that fee, though, for, I mean, was it per person still, though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So s- still well, way cheaper for Disney, then. It's way though, cheaper, but, but the value is just not there. So right. Right. you You're log in, 7 a.m. is when you can start booking if you are a resort guest. You can book your first Genie Plus selection. If you are not a resort guest, you can start booking when the park opens, where most of the parks, I think the earliest park was opening at 8 or 9 a.m. So you cannot book anything until the park opens, and and a lot of the resort guests will already have taken a lot of those times. So I think by 8 a.m. on opening day, Slinky Dog Dash, which is part of the Genie Plus service, was allowing you to get return times in about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So the way the system works is very similar to MaxPass in that you can only book technically, quote, one at a time, but you can book another one as soon as you enter the return window for the one you've booked, or it's been two hours since you've last booked. Now, that does not mean two hours since you last book if you book at seven. If you book at seven, it's two hours after the park opens before you can book your next one. This was confirmed by Scott Gustin on Twitter, who booked something at 7 a.m., and then he was allowed to next book at 11 a.m. for his his next uh, Genie Plus selection. So Mm. imagine you log in at 7 a.m., and you say, oh, I'd really like to ride Slinky Dog today. I'm going to go ahead and book this and take this 3.30 p.m. You show up at the rope, and you have have paid at this point $60 for a family of four, yeah. And you have no access to any of the fast pass lines. Yeah. And you are able to book another one at 11 a.m. And at that time, you could get an instant fast pass for, say, Muppet Vision 3D. Right. Star Tours. Yeah. You might be able to get, like, Tower of Terror within an hour or Rock and Roller Coaster within an hour and a half. But again, the return times for a lot of the popular ones are after the amount of time it would take you if you just went and got in the standby line. Yeah, yeah, especially Hollywood Studios. I saw that a lot of people were not happy with the way it went. There's just not enough traction still. Right, and then the ones you really want to do are going to be the individual yeah. pay, which we'll talk about some of the challenges with that in a moment. The 
other thing to note on this is that whenever you book an attraction, right, you can, in fact, stack more than one attraction if you wait those two hours. It is possible to do so, but that's sort of stacking everything into the afternoon, right? Right. Now, at Magic Kingdom, I did see people using the service more like we did at FastPass because there's just more choices there, right? You can usually get something that's more immediate. The biggest drawback, though, and the thing that was different than advertised is that there were not options on when your return time is, both for the paid individual service as well as for the Disney Genie Plus service. You could only book the most recent time available. It wasn't like you can say, oh, I want to come back at 7 p.m. and ride this ride. No, you just get to pick whatever the latest is. And yes, you can refresh and try to see if something sooner drops, but there is none of this like planning ahead or trying to plan around a dinner reservation. It's you got to take whatever is there and then figure out what to do in the interim. So is it worth it? Uh, I think the answer is it depends on where you're at. I've seen several people at Magic Kingdom say as soon as you use one, you can book another one. You don't have to wait two hours. As soon as you're using one, you can grab another one. And if you can find ones, which at Magic Kingdom, they're more widely available, you can get one and and pretty much one right after the other. And if you had another one and you'd use the two-hour thing, you could actually get two that overlap not at the exact same time, but you could overlap them by even 10 minutes, I saw. So there's some things there that are kind of cool that you can do to right, you know, really literally back to back. But it's it's harder to do at the parks with fewer attractions. And it's just the demand is going to be higher there and it's just harder to do. And it's going to be more frustrating than just no fast pass at all or no lightning lane at all at those. Like during COVID, Hollywood Studios, you could find a way to do everything in the day through standby it wasn't as it wasn't great but now i think it's going to be more frustrating to do hollywood studios epcot and animal kingdom oh uh, for sure magic kingdom would be easy well, i don't know if i'd lump animal kingdom in there because you don't even need it at animal kingdom truthfully i mean the only ride you really need it for is flight of passage <laughs> i mean you can just buy you the individual lightning line yeah i mean because the wait times over there have been pretty low I mean, unless something changes, but it's been pretty low for the most part. So let's imagine you're an average guest, family of four, 60 bucks. Right. Plus tax. (laughs) 60 bucks plus tax. You don't really know what you're doing. You're there. You spend the 60 bucks. You go in there and you pick a few, you pick your first ride. How many rides per day do you think the average guest is going to be able to figure out how to get with the Genie Plus service? Three or four, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Two, three. It's tough to say right now, though, because it's again, it's just started. We're only on at the time of this recording. We're only completed day two, right? Right. But I mean, okay, your family of four. Let's suppose you're using the day ticket price. You just dropped four hundred dollars to enter a park, and then you spent another sixty, and that allowed you to skip two or three lines total. Right. Yeah. I think you're really gonna have to weigh out what it is you want to do versus how busy it is. Tree. When I was looking at this initially, just watching the times and everything, there's only really two parks I would say that I would potentially spend it on, and that's Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. I wouldn't even see springing for it for Epcot because it's so easy to get a Remy boarding group at the moment. So I can't even see springing it at Epcot. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Genie Plus service. I think we'll talk about some of the glitches here in a minute. Yeah. There is a lot that does or doesn't work. 
but that's sort of how that's worked. That's what it looked like after one day. Yeah. I think, to be honest, mostly a ripoff, especially yeah. to the average guest, it's a ripoff. We might be able to figure out how to extract the value out of it because we are students of Disney. Right. But I think most guests are going to, I mean, it's $15.98 with tax, I think, per person. And yeah. they're not going to, like, let's not forget that, like, <laughs> for something 18 that was months ago, it was yeah. free. 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 Yeah, and yeah. better, in a sense. Like, it was free, and you had way more options than you do now. Mm-hmm. And now it's costs a lot, and you're pretty much limited. You know, you could get three Fast Passes at a time 18 yeah. months ago you, for free you, at a time. And, yes, people complain because it was 60 days in advance. Right. But there was something to be said that you had three and you knew what you were doing that day and you could plan around it. This is, yes, it's more spontaneous, but it's also kind of hampering you because you have to spend your day, like I always was, glued to the app. Because if you're not, you're just going to miss the next return time. There is no right. fire and forget and then go about your day for like some people like to do. Well, I've seen some that that's not really changed. You do still kind of have to spend your day to use this. You do kind of have to spend your day glued to the app still for different reasons. Oh, yeah. More um, so than I think the FastPass service. Yeah. I think in the FastPass yeah. service, a lot of folks had their three. They yeah. planned their they day to only ride up. those three rides, and they got their dining reservations. They may have stood. I don't think most people used any more than the three that they booked. Uh, they might stand well, by a couple of rides, and they sort of just did their day. You just made a good point there, though. You said most people only did their three, right? Yeah. Well, with Lightning Lane, those people that were just doing three, since they know they can only do one at a time, I guarantee you are going to be doing more than three now. So they're probably going to be happy with that part of it. I think they'll do less than three, honestly. I well, don't see it. Well, the app specifically but... says one at a time. So I think they'll yeah. do less so, than three because yeah. the average guest will log in in the morning and right. the... The thing that they'll be like is, like, I'm about to miss Slinky Dog, and they'll book Slinky for 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, I was about to say that. If you're a day guest that doesn't stay at a resort, you show up at 9, and you get Slinky Dog for 7 p.m., you're going to think, well, that's my Fast Pass for the day. I'm going to, or Lightning Lane for the day. Slinky Dog was available for earlier times than that, pretty early on in the day, from what I saw. I mean, it wasn't 3 p.m. as soon as you got, <laughs> as soon as you got going, by any means. By 9 a.m. it was in the afternoon for sure. So if you're a, not it, a resort Are you guest, talking about Tuesday? Yeah. From what I saw it was, that by 10 a.m. Okay. Rise of the Resistance was completely sold out and, and Slinky Dog was like 7 p.m. Well, here's another thing that I was looking at. The lines seemingly were impacted very little by those, so I... It would have been. I would but have see, that's how the, the other going. thing is Disney just makes up those wait times in the line. Well, that I'm not even talking about Disney's. I'm talking about actual waits. You mean touring plans waits? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about actual waits. Right. Because they were still like they've like we've been seeing. And I know we've brought this up before. The actual wait in a lot of cases are almost half the advertised yeah. wait. <laughs> and I think most people. We're saying, for example, at Hollywood Studios that Rise of the Resistance is worth the $15. And I would say, in general, yeah, it's it's a yeah. great attraction. It's a long attraction. 15 bucks people paid. The ride went down. And then when it came back up, you obviously want to ride it. You get in this huge line of the P-51 
people who are who paid. So now you're waiting 30 minutes to ride it when you paid $15 for it because it went down and you had to get out of line or get back in line or you got in line and the line's huge because it went down and now it's back up and your return time is hit and you're stuck in this long line of people who paid. Where's the value in that? <laughs> so, right. Well, it, your other your other option there though thirty minutes was still going to be better than a hundred plus. Sure, I mean, but <laughs> when you got boarding groups, you didn't have to wait. But maybe ten when you got a boarding group, fifteen or something if the ride was up. You know. Oh, are you That's defending not... boarding groups now? You know it's bad when we're talking <laughs> yeah, about boarding yeah. groups. <laughs> I was just about to say, (laughs) it's not out of the question that that's not going to come back for certain times of the year. I bet you. It will. So So there is, uh, that's something to say, is we talked a lot about Genie Plus. There's also the individual lightning lane, which is what we talked about with Rise, which is individual per ride pricing. So let's let's talk about day one prices. So the, the highest price attraction was Rise of the Resistance, $15, right? And it's always going to be fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, it might go up for the right. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, if, if anything, anything, it might go higher, up. Yeah. Okay, so right. that was uh, fifteen dollars for Rise. The second highest price was Flight of Passage for eleven dollars. Yep. Seven Doors Mine Train was ten dollars. Yep. Frozen was nine dollars. Yep. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was eight dollars. Space Mountain and Expedition Everest were seven dollars, and this is poor per person, per person per ride plus tax. Plus tax, yeah. To ride once, one time, one time, yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Everest that we saw that like the return time was like longer than the actual <laughs> when the it actual first opened, line yeah, it was. or something like that? Right when it first <laughs> opened, you could buy it for seven dollars or whatever it was, or, <laughs> or wait five minutes. <laughs> I think I'll take the five minute wait. Like you can buy it for ten minutes from now, or you can ride it for five minutes from yeah. now. <laughs> so that's yeah. Again, we John and I talked about this last week. Some of the choices for the paid only rides are ridiculously stupid. Well, they wanted to have two per park, even right. though it doesn't make sense. And this is the thing: is when you're paying fifteen dollars per person for the Genie Plus service, the rides that you want to skip the line aren't even included so yeah. how are guests going to react to that where they're like oh i want to skip the line they shell out 60 dollars, and then they're like wait i still can't ride this one yep yeah because you know the average day guest is going to be like oh i paid for it wait i have to pay more so yeah you walk into hollywood studios you say oh i want to skip the line i'm in the app i finally get it downloaded i'm looking at it i'm like okay well i guess i want to skip the line 60 bucks now you're like you know the kid's like Dad, I want to ride Rise of the Resistance. They're like, oh, okay, let me see when I can get it. Another sixty dollars. Yeah, literally. So now you've paid a hundred and twenty dollars. Yep. It's a whole nother day ticket. And then Rise goes down. Right. Right. A day plus. Right. So that that the thing is, is it is a total like ripoff. M- ripoff money grab. <laughs> and the other thing in Fast Pass Land, if you can get a Fast Pass for the same ride twice, you could ride it twice in the same day. You can't do that here. Yeah. Nothing can be done twice. Nope. It, well, not entirely true. Not um, via the because, not via the skip line. Not not via the skip line. But right. I mean, there is a way now to ride Remy's twice in one day if you want to. You can get a boarding group and pay for the Lightning Lane. You can Where get a boarding group and pay once. for the right Lightning Lane. That is true. Yeah. Now yeah. let's That's talk about attraction. some of the 
some of the more egregious snafus. You talked about Rise going down. When Rise went down, as on opening day, as people were leaving the yeah. line, the guests, the CMs were telling them, no refunds. Right. You cannot, once you've booked an individual lightning lane thing, you can't change the time, you can't cancel it, zero refunds. They have yeah. now since said that they are going to start offering store credit, I believe, in these situations, if you complain. Um, but they were just like, you have to come back when it comes back up. But the whole idea behind this is that you get this thing and then you get a dining reservation. And now if you're, if, if your rise breaks down, tough luck. Thanks for the $15. Yeah. Have a nice, have a nice it. trip. Or what if it never comes back up that day? What a waste. Rise, rise is a gamble. Yeah. It's um, always a gamble. When buying a lightning lane. I mean, it's a gamble when you, you're literally gambling with money though, when you right. buy the lightning yeah, lane. Literally. Every time you gamble, you'll eventually lose. Well, so here's the thing that um, we talked about this in our chat. Star Wars. The yeah. the problem is that if I paid fifteen dollars to ride a ride in a specified time frame, like I'm paying extra to get that time frame, I feel like if I don't get to ride it in that time frame, I should get my money back. Yeah. Which I feel like. Well, I saw some people saying that, but yeah, you, you mentioned getting the store credit. Maybe that's what they're doing. But I did see that eventually they decided they were going to either refund people or something with some compensation. So, But I imagine you would have to complain in order to get it, right? So right. I mean, that's I, more time I, out of your Fast vacation. Pass, you could always say, well, it was a free service. I'm sorry. If it comes back up, you can come back through the Fast Pass line. If it doesn't, tough cookies. But nobody paid extra for it. So people were like sad and upset, but not that much. But if I just shelled out $60 for my family of four, and now I don't get to ride it, I better get my $60 back. Yeah. The cast members, the guest experience ones, I bet they are hating their jobs right now. (laughs) I'm sure that most of the folks that work in the parks or even at the Walt Disney Company are hating their jobs because this... To be honest, this is an embarrassment of, like, just straight-up, unabashed money grab. Like, there is this, there is no guest benefit to this. Name a guest benefit to this system. What is the guest benefit? You don't have to wait in line if you want to buy your way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you don't really get to do that very much. Yeah. You get to yeah, pay more to do less than you could do for free 18 months ago. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when I, again, we're kind of speaking from the perspective of people that knew how to use FastPass Plus. Yeah. Small, once again, this is more complicated portion. than FastPass Plus. This is more complicated by it a is. It is more complicated. Agreed. Because FastPass Plus, you could just pull it up and browse through. The available times for every attraction. And if you didn't one. know how to use a phone, you could go to a kiosk and some ca- yeah. cast member would help you at least get a fast pass. Right. Now well, you now you I, I kind of I kind of looked across a couple of polls and I'll just say that you know, the fast pass plus like the the uh, all, all ears, they actually had one that started way back when Fast Pass Plus started. And it's rating even after I mean they were still ha- taking somewhat comments and votes on it, right? up until it ended, even past it ended, still only about 62% approval rate. Just an example on FastPass Plus. And early on, it was about... President, that's really good. (laughs) 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 But 
But my my point is, you see what I mean? Like the average person didn't really like FastPass Plus either. Yeah. I and this is new and they don't know yet. I can't imagine this being better though, just from a perspective of to me it's more complicated. I think yeah, the general well, consensus in the community is that MaxPass was the best system. FastPass Plus is okay, but not the best, and that this is just right, this is just so complicated about. and it costs more money. And there's so many, I just see so many ways for people to just throw money at this thing and end up with a terrible experience. And that's just going to make it a worse experience than FastPass because at least it was like, I didn't know how to use it. I didn't really enjoy it, but I didn't pay anything for it. Now it's like people throwing money at it and not being able to use it. And this is going to be tweaked. Let's, I mean, you know, this is not where it ends. I mean, hopefully FastPass plus where it ended compared to where it began. (laughs) It was like opposite ends of the spectrum, okay? So this is just the beginning. What do you mean? Well, when they launched it, it was just filled with lorem ipsum text for all of the legal (laughs) disclaimers, and they at least tweaked that and filled those in with actual legal disclaimers. There's something, yeah. Yeah. Cut and paste there. Yeah. I was like, wow, somebody rushed rushed that one or something, didn't they? (laughs) How does that get past beta testing? I don't know. I think they were slapping this thing together at the last second. I mean, it's two yeah. years overdue, but I mean, yeah. this thing has probably gone through so many iterations and changes. It's a wonder it worked on the first day like it did. I mean, I saw a lot of glitches being reported. Yeah. Well, well as, as long as the money part works, the uh, taking people's right. money work, that's all that mattered. Well, I've noticed some people had trouble purchasing at times that's true i did see somebody who's not too bad it gave them the error something went wrong yeah uh, trying to i gotta i gotta be honest as far as like disney rolling something out this the glitch side of it was actually pretty minor compared compared to what they're used to seeing in the past Mm. it was not too bad but that's a low bar that's definitely a low bar that's it is so for me i saw my park pass disappear a couple of times when i was trying to pick something it would say i don't have a park pass but then i would go to the plans or whatever what's called now and you could see i have a park pass and then we'd close the app and go back in and oh you're fine again but okay let me ask this real quick so what do you guys think of the layout i guess because i'm the issue that first i thought of is i wish they had like a filter of how to like in what way i want to see the attractions other than just alphabetical well, i wish they had you... a different way of sorting it if you are setting up your day, if you go to Genie and you tell it what you want to do, I believe it puts those at the top. Right, but there should be an option to sort it more than just one way when you're just looking at it. I like also noted that if you are on the tip board and you click on the details of an attraction to like look at it and then back up, if you go to refresh at the top, it will always scroll you back down to that attraction. Hmm. But the best way to do a refresh, by the way, if you do want to try to do the old FastPass refresh technique, it seems unlikely it's going to work because there's not all these different time windows. But I did see I was able to move up some reservations by like an hour at one point. Like I was able to move Smuggler's Run up from a 5.40 p.m. to a 4.05 p.m. But this was at noon that I was doing this. So it's already still like a four-hour turn time. But... um, you click on the attraction detail and hit back and you just do that back and forth. And every time you do that, it'll refresh the, uh, the lightning lane window. And so that's the way to do the quick refresh and try to find something. 
Well, I guess what I was thinking more along the lines of is I guess I'm trying to, in a way, compare and get to touring plans. I mean, I can't understand why. It's not like they're, they were like totally trying to rip them off. Um, <laughs> yeah, but of course. In touring plans, you can sort by wait time or ride now rides, as they put it, you know, stuff like that. So why couldn't, I just wish Disney in their feature would have an option to sort it by, say, wait time if I want to see what's the longest one. Because that's going to, is that not the whole reason why people would, fact, what people would factor into this? Whichever one's the longest wait, they're going to be more likely to buy the lightning link for, right? But they put in the disclaimer, do not use the wait times as part of your purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. Because they're not accurate. Who reads those? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, well, we know they're not accurate. Oh, speaking of the wait we times. We know it's inflated, yeah. Let's go back to the free service, the Genie service, which is supposed to be like touring plans. And they have these things where it lets you know, like, this yeah. is the wait time throughout the day. And they have these little charts of, like, here's what we anticipate. Right. Those charts don't have Still the y-axis labeled at all. So all you see are just, like, bars in the ether. And if you looked at the rate, the, the way the bars looked, it actually made it look like... I forget which ride it was, but something like teacups was going to have a longer wait than Seven Doors Mine Train because they weren't on the same scale or anything like that. It was yeah. crazy. Well, that's the free part, so they don't care about what that looks like. <laughs> they just want you to buy the Genie Plus. Yeah, you know, me... they just that, then the number one thing the Genie recommends is to buy the Genie Plus. Yep, right. Since we mentioned about the wait times being inaccurate or inflated, as we've noticed, right? And several others have noticed. I had, was talking to my brother a little bit earlier, and I had mentioned about, okay, say for Rise of the Resistance, whenever I waited, right? The time on the front, if I remember correctly, said 150, I think. And when all was said and done, if I had, I had timed it right, basically I timed it, Jason, on a response that I put in the messenger I noted the time on that and based on that and to when I actually got on it or when I started the attraction, considered starting the attraction, was roughly 110 minutes thereabout. So the wait time out there is 150. So it's a 40-minute difference. I was like, that didn't seem that bad, 110 to 150 when you're waiting that long. However, think about the fact that that's 40 minutes. So if it said 80 and you only wait 40, <laughs> it's still a significant difference in the in the wait time right it doesn't seem as much how much do you think they were already pre-inflating the wait times to match what they thought it was going to be once they rolled out lightning lane so that people could say well we didn't affect the standby lines by offering this service (sighs) maybe (laughs) but they've why have they been doing it all this time and are they just that bad at estimating the lines right now no (laughs) i mean the fact that they put in their disclaimer that don't base this because it's not necessarily accurate gives them the freedom to say, oh, Rise of the Resistance is a three-hour wait, so you should pay the lightning lane and skip the line when it's really only like an hour wait, probably. What's to stop them from doing that? Yeah. Because they've covered themselves legally by saying, don't trust these, they're not accurate. Like, I can't get over... Here's another example, and I'm probably rehashing some of my trip, but Thunder Mountain that we did. Yeah. The line was out to the bridge, yep. or on the bridge there, right. and it said 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's okay. That's like 15 I getting, minutes. I'm going to guess right. that's 15. 20. 18, 18 yeah. is how long it took. Here's the thing that gets me. I've seen the line be closer to, let's just say right at the gate, be closer to the actual time it says 25, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Right. And not, and not even be out the gate, not even be out the initial time. Right. What are they doing? I had the same experience as you. 
Jay, we talked about this on our trip report. Jason went to Splash. I did Thunder. And the line was backed up outside the, the queue. But once we got into the regular queue, we saw that they weren't even using half of it. And they started opening up the interior part of the queue as we were walking through it. And we just walked straight through half of the queue. And so the queue was really outside. And once we got into the actual queue, we just walked right through it because they weren't even using it. Exactly. It's... To make it's it almost look like bigger, they're trying to, Yeah, I think that was practice. It's trying to, <laughs> yeah, trying to create yeah. an illusion that it's worse than it is. Right. I've seen, seen them running the line out in front of Tower of Terror for like a 40-minute wait. I'm like, I know good and well I've been here for a 40-minute wait, and they didn't even have to even get yeah. past the sign. With Fast Pass. <laughs> yeah. With Fast Pass. Yeah, with Fast Pass on yeah. that. I need to have to get past the sign, the entrance sign. Yep. I was like, that is just, I don't know what they're doing or what they're thinking or what the, what the whole purposes here is it still covid era stuff is it i mean that i think it what doesn't it make is, any sense is trying to get you used to seeing all these long lines outside of the queues and going oh well, i'm just gonna buy the genie plus then that's the idea uh, Tra- conditioning trying to train us mm-hmm. yeah just, pavlov we're just the dog I, I salivating so upset because i know well on our next trip for sure we're gonna at least do the genie plus one day because we got a experience we'll have to review it sure yeah Right, but and I action. know that I'm going to end up paying because, to me, if I was to use this service, I think the best way to use it, if I'm honest, to have a less stressful day, like I'm not talking about a challenge day, like a vacation day, is I can't believe I'm saying this. Don't rope drop. Yeah, don't rope stack drop. them. Go in the afternoon. Go to stay at your hotel. Yeah. Pull one first thing in the morning. Hang out by the pool hang out at Bar Riva, whatever you want to do. Go to Baseline. Just go to Hollywood and don't even bother getting on a ride. Go sit at Baseline and just stack them all up and have like four or five all stacked for the afternoon and just go ride everything you want. And then it's also towards the end of the day, get the short standby lines and just finish your day there. Like, stack all your Genie Pluses up. I was going to say, it actually could give for a a better experience for the, the late comer. Right to the park. The late comer <laughs> that plans in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like they, you have to every have a discipline it. every two hours go and add something else to your queue. Right. Well, I don't know how late do you want to be because we've seen some of these lightning lanes <laughs> still be available. Hey <laughs> Siri, close to set a timer for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she just did actually. I didn't think Oops. she did. You're gonna get woken up pretty late. <laughs> the... <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> oh darn it! <laughs> So, uh, so I don't know. It's, right. it's it. I when I went, went so, through the first day outside of the um, the reviews, I was trying to look at it with a positive light, and I was thinking I could see how I could maybe make this work for a decent day. Right. But and I still could. I could, but I'm. I have a family of three. I'm going to have to spend forty five dollars for it. Yeah, and sixty I'm, for me. And I'm going to try to have to rationalize. like So it's going to be basically $50 with tax. I'm going to have to commit early on in the day that I am going to have a $50 day. Right. Um, Because a lot of times when we go now, we don't ride that much Mm. stuff. Yeah. 
in a day. We're not, we're not trying to. And so once I've spent the 50 bucks, I'm going to go into like challenge mode and try to get us on as many things as possible to get my money. <laughs> right, to get your money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Either that or we skip lunch because we just paid for lunch with our genie plus. So let's do this. Let's do we this. No, you can't skip lunch, Jason. Based on what we've seen, ride times, wait times, what have you right now, let's just go through each park and say, would you buy what? You know? Okay. Where, where do you want to start? Magic Kingdom. We'll start at Magic Kingdom. Okay. So Magic Kingdom has the most rides, so it would probably be the most advantageous to use the $15 one for sure. Right. Would you say it's totally. an automatic? Most. If, if I'm doing an all-day Magic Kingdom, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Automatic. If we wanted to ride rides, I would do it, yeah. Okay, so you automatically go ahead and have that in your back pocket, the, the, mm-hmm. the six, would, 60 bucks, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm not going to pay for Space Mountain or uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. I'm just not going to do it. Do you wait Maybe for Mine Train at all? You either... I would rope drop Mine Train if I'm going to do it, but it's just not yeah. that... It's, it's not worth $10 or any, any price. I mean, so I might either. argue it's the worst coaster at Magic Kingdom. I would agree with that, actually. It's still the most popular right now, apparently. <laughs> we but all anyway. know that the space will drop off, and it'll be Tron, and Tron, and Tron will, will yeah. be 15 when it opens. 25. No, it might be 25 it, by Right, the by it then opens. it could be, but whatever the maximum price is, that'll be Tron. And well, and the question is, will Tron, will Tron be the first uh, Magic Kingdom attraction to have a boarding group? They'll probably do that for a while, yeah. I would say, yeah. They probably would. Agreed. You know, because I feel like they're doing going to do that with just about anything that opens right now. I think it's the, I think it's going to be an automatic. So my point um, in bringing that up is space is not worth doing because it won't be. It will be in the fifteen dollar pool in a, you know another year or whenever Tron opens. Right. So and space, you can actually look at it through certain times of the day, and it be shorter wait or if you want to do space. it space if you rope space you won't wait at all so or ride it towards the end of the night yeah I, that's what i was going to say you can kind of flip-flop if you want to do both mine train and space just rope one and in the other or vice versa right i mean just don't do mine train it's not <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it it's not I worth anything i mean yeah. yeah and once you've done it once you've done it once or a couple of times it, it's a fine like it's there an okay are some ride. good theming and and the, right. the hit lift hill is pretty nice. But as far as right. like a coaster, eh. Well, it's like I told you that time whenever I got to ride it back to back because uh, we weren't going to, one of I used, I think, Maddie's Magic Band for the fa- other Fast Pass time or something like that. And I was like, you yeah, know, that's really not that good. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, much what I right. said. Slinky like, is like, eh. way better. So yeah, Slinky oh, yeah. is in the same sort of vein as Mind Train, but it's way better. Yeah. I mean, I get it that it's a hybrid kind of. It's a dark ride slash. Coaster What's the ride. better coaster, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train or Barnstormer? <laughs> I would uh, say Barnstormer is more fun. <laughs> I, that's a good question. I'd say Mine Train is better. That's that's kind of a silly comparison. The the, the, the theming is better at Mine Train for sure. There's more theming there, but like as far yeah. as like fun and overall yeah, but it's over so fast at barnstormer uh, i feel like yeah. barnstormer should be an automatic two rides through <laughs> everybody should get to go through twice right there you go right sometimes i i have actually done it two times in a row okay so we established that pretty anyway. much all of us would find it worth it if you're going to spend a day at magic kingdom to do the yeah. 15 lightning it's lightning it's definitely option. worth it there more than anywhere else yeah but not necessarily the individual lightning lane because no. the val because of value 
Yeah. Okay. Where, where do we want to head to next then? Epcot. Yeah, let's do Okay. I personally don't feel like the $15 option is necessary for Epcot, especially if you... Test track, like, I would say, and yeah, maybe. I don't think it's worth it just for test track. Test but track see, at that point, you're depending basically on the paying $15 to run test track. Right. Exactly. Basically, it's kind of what the, I think that's the whole point of why they didn't put it in the individual pay. That's <laughs> probably the reason. I mean, I'd get well, no. I'd get the fifteen dollars just for the living with the land fast passes, you know. They- <laughs> so, I'm gonna say, Jason, you know good and well, you're you're we're not gonna be standing in the in standby for test track. If we're doing it, it's gonna be genie. Right. Well, we did standby last time. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but now it's going to be worse because of Lightning Lane. No, I don't think so. It I really be. don't. I don't think so. It's not, no. It'll be worse. Depending on the on a time weekend? of year, time of day. Yeah. We are weekenders. Well, let's let's go back. Well, let's do this. Let's go back to what we had talked about with if you wanted to do Mine Train. Why don't you just rope drop Test Track? Yeah, we've done that before, too, but we don't always right, make then. it. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Is if that's part of the plan, you either rope drop test track or make it last. Yeah. Because literally everything else in Epcot does not have a long enough wait to justify the fifteen dollars. You know what happens when you try to rope drop test track, though? It doesn't open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not open. And, I mean, come on! They left out the best ride in World Showcase from even having Lightning Lane of any kind. I mean, Grand Fiesta Tour doesn't have any. Right. Where would you put a lightning lane? <laughs> it doesn't have the space. That's the problem. You swim no, around the. You're missing out. It's the Lacava lightning lane. Is what yeah, we need. That should be. I was about to say, if they started adding lightning lanes to some of the bars, would you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Then would you pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseline. Well, we always rope up baseline though. But yeah, oh. agreed. Okay, so <laughs> overall Epcot, the paid ones, I'm not paying $7 to ride Frozen. That's, that's just ridiculous. insanity. Basically, a 30-year-old ride that's disguised as a new ride. Well, no, here's the thing. It's unnecessary because throughout the day, what is the top wait for it now? It doesn't even reach an hour anymore. Not that I've seen. And usually, the actual wait is, again, about half what it's posted, right? So... I would, I would, if I'm going to ride it, I would still wait like 30 minutes. I wouldn't even bother doing Lightning Lane for that. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but the queue's actually, the queue's actually good. We also know, so which one is going to drop? Most likely Frozen, whenever Guardians opens, right? Frozen's probably going to be the one that drops off. Well, the reason why it's Frozen now is because they're the two newest, right? And Frozen has been popular. Right, but... All right, so in in Ratatouille, just get a boarding group, so don't buy it. I was just going to say really quick, Soren, do you think? Because you're still going to be waiting in that secondary queue. No, it's it? the wait's not long enough, in my opinion. I still don't so think far it's far it has. Most of the wait in Soren is after you've reached the merge point. So Right, that's the point. It's like it's not worth it for that one. And again, with the capacity they added, that wait time had been getting shorter and shorter anyway, right? So It had been, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people love the, the newer version as much as the California version. Actually. Com- combination of the two, yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right, Hollywood Studios. All right, Hollywood Studios. If I've never done Rise before, I would pay for Rise. Right. But having done it several times, what Maybe would Maybe I would pay 
every other trip or something. I don't know. Maybe. I was going to say, that's one I would still consider paying for. If I'm in the mood, I would do it. But you've only done it once, John. So once you've done it about a dozen times, you might change your tune. It's still a fantastic ride, but I'm not quite ready to shell out 50 bucks to just ride that ride. Right. At the same time, though, waiting for it's not the worst thing in the world either. It just depends on how what you want to do it depends on how many you've had at baseline beforehand <laughs> <laughs> yeah or a- or after or you know you send somebody out of line to run over to baseline and get some stuff and come back while you're waiting as outside. much as we hated the boarding I, group system I've seen i will people say it yeah. created a great day for us because we would always somehow get our boarding groups to happen around right after. 12 12 yeah, right so we after. would go to baseline yeah. and then we could go to rise and then we could leave hollywood studios yeah i know <laughs> exactly the but here again the base one though the fifteen dollar one would you use that because you get some really good stuff for the fifteen dollar mm. version at Hollywood well, Studios. Well, I would book consider quick. it because um, but I would have to be very strategic because I would log on first thing, get my Slinky Dog, and now that my son loves a rock and roller coaster, get him right. one rockin', get him a tower, get a Smuggler's Run. But the thing is, is I don't know if it'd be worth it for you, Adam, because your kids don't ride. Yeah, they don't ride the throw rides, right? The problem with us is is Runaway Railway is one of the individuals, so... But it's it's wait time is usually reasonable at some point in the day, right. too. and that's the mm-hmm. thing is Runaway Railway is a must-do for us every trip now. Yeah, it's a great attraction. Right. But I don't want to pay it's, eight bucks for it. Yeah, it's I don't think worth, it's worth that. I don't think you need to, though. You still experience it at a decent a wait, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think you have to yeah. wait that long in general. There's going to be some point in the day where you're not going to have to wait that long. Yeah, as long as so. the standby line moves. But I, I worry that with the lightning lane, it's going to slow it down. Even slow down a little is too much, I think. Just well, depends. And two, okay, we talked about lightning lanes and how late you would get them and running out. But the only ones that I've seen run out at Hollywood Studios was Slinky, before almost closing, pretty much, was Slinky, Smugglers. I don't think I've seen Tower and Rockin' run out before the end of the night. I don't think so, no. Yeah. I don't Not even think I've seen, seen Runaway run out. We haven't seen well, it. Yeah, nobody was yet. paying for Runaway, because you could stand in line and get on Runaway faster than the time that you were offered in the right. app. Right. You're definitely not going to run out of Star Tours or Muppets or anything like that. <laughs> Lord. Certainly I mean, Muppets, that, you make a good point. Maybe I should get the lightning just for the Muppets one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I started to say at Epcot, I thought about it after the fact that, you know, you have to have it for uh, Nemo. You really need to have lightning lane for right. Nemo. Right, Figment. Figment. Yeah, this figment could be the, 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 the uh, new archaeology type challenge. It's not quite the archaeology, but it's max out the value of your $15. Do as many, because you can only do things once. So how many of the Lightning Lane Genie Plus offerings can you get in a day done using the, like, you have to use the Genie Plus service. So how many rides can you get for that $15? Max that out. I bet it's less Rides or attractions or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, of course, we knew how to use it, but it's less than we could have done with FastPass Plus, that's for sure. Right. Anyways. Okay, so Hollywood Studios is done there. Animal Kingdom, I think no to Genie Plus, yes to Flight of Passage. Yeah, I would save the 15. That's what I would say. Yeah, save the 15, spend the 11, or whatever it ends up being for Flight of Passage. Yeah, agreed. I think that's the only one that needs it. Yeah. 
I would say safaris might at times, depending on the day. That's probably the only. But other I one. can take or leave the safari um, most yeah. days. Just go on the Maharaja Jungle Trek and go look at some animals, and then go ride Kali River Rapids, which is a fantastic queue and ride that is underappreciated. Yeah, and then just do standby for Everest because you don't need to to pay certainly for that. Standby or single rider. Yeah, depending on your group. Yeah, and then go see kite tails, right? <laughs> yeah, go see kite tails. All right, so that is Disney Genie Plus. Let's see, were there any other things that we mentioned? Oh, by the way, my plans is still in there. They they did make a patch. You can see it now. It's called Future Plans, so you can see the old yes. way of looking at your plans. That's still there. Right, it is there. We saw some other reports of people being able to go through the lightning lane without an actual reservation on day one because everybody was so confused. We did see that they do add availability at 9 a.m. or whenever the park opens so that people who aren't resort guests do get options so like even if it sells out before the park opens to resort guests that's still the thing we've already mentioned this several times it was not advertised that tax was going to be added to all these transactions but it is and that just feels like they are truly nickeling and diming everybody to death here i did see that there is some overlaps in time like grace period i guess i should say i've seen that you can go in early i'm assuming there is still at least a grace period after two i haven't seen any specifics yet on how much that is if it's the same as fast pass plus or not but i i haven't looked at the actual times yet so i'm not sure i saw someone get in five minutes early to their reservation though so to one of their lightning lanes uh, so it is possible to get in early and potentially late as well so so that is the summary. Anything else on Genie Plus before we churn through a couple of the maybe some better news stories? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Only that I would say that I guess my my typical touring right now, as far as parts go, I like really I like doing rides, but I like being there and you know just kind of experiencing some of the non-ride stuff sometimes. Yeah, as an adult, we do for sure. Yeah, so. Even with the kids, though, I mean, there's lots of little things you can still experience that you that are just that are new, right? Yeah. So, and you don't really have to do a ton of rides for them to have a good day either. So, overall, if that's your goal, I mean, is is any of them going to be worth it? You see what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we're going to pay for it at some point, and obviously, just even if it's just to try to maximize the use of it at some for, you know, just for the challenge of it, I guess. But yeah. I, I don't know that it's necessary. I hate to say it that way. I don't <laughs> I don't know that it's necessary to have a good time. No, so. it's not at all. Yeah. But so. it's forcing you to have to do that if you, for some people, if they want to have a good that, time, they're going to have to pay. Well, you know? or, or wait, but again, the old fashioned, but they've kind of conditioned us into waiting over the last year as well, almost. So. Yeah, which is why they're dangling this carrot as, hey, you don't have to wait anymore. But anyway. What's some news? Tell us some good news. All right. So let me do a quick update on news about me. Okay. I've watched Enchantment again. Oh. And? (laughs) I like it better the second viewing. Okay. It was the TPM vids, wasn't it? The TPM vids was good. I do think when we watched it the first time, we watched it together. And I think we... We probably overlooked some of it, yeah. We talked and sort of like... We're ragging on it real time. 
But and I watched it, and there it hits a few good beats. The transitions make sense, and I think the TP events helped me appreciate sort of the beauty of how the fireworks work. And it also made the pro- the way they did it. The projections were crisper. Like I think whenever we watched the Disney Park stream. The projections looked very dull and didn't seem to pop on the castle that much, which was like, I could barely tell what was on there. No, they both, um, they did, yeah. The, the, the multi-angle and the way they put that together was very good as well. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a chance. I still think it is not Happily Ever After, but I could see myself saying that it's a, a better show than I let on to be after a second viewing um, and it not being the Disney parks, which just goes to show you like somebody uh, on YouTube made a better video than the professionally recorded <laughs> with all those like Disney just. Yeah. So that's a positive news that I think okay. that is going to say that, okay, maybe we'll come so, around on some of these things. You know, jelly I rolls just is thought... open. That's the other <laughs> oh, okay. positive news. That's good. Well, right quick, I just thought of one thing that we did mention a little bit about the Disney Genie Plus, but didn't cover here, obviously, and it's very quick, was the fact that the, the way they did the dining on it, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. You could see the walk-up line and all that all close together and what actually had availability, and you didn't have to go search for a day and a time first or what have you. <laughs> you could actually see what it was then, where you were. Yeah. So, I mean, they did good right. with that. That was a plus, I thought. But anyway. They're filming for the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Yes. So that's a good sign. Just, just now starting to film. like two Just now starting to film. <laughs> right. But hey, they're actually doing it. That's progress. Yeah. We might get that ride sometime. Yeah. What part of 2022 is it going to be open? As they <laughs> keep saying it's going to be. December 31st. <laughs> that was good news. Yeah. One of the things that was released in the app with Genie Plus were the AR augmented reality filters for taking photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a very popular one is that if you're on Main Street, you can take a photo where it replaces the castle that they made for the 50th with the 25th anniversary castle in the background. So you can take selfies like it's the 25th anniversary. Yeah, they they had to put the worst... thing right. that they did <laughs> you can pretend that it's no this time. isn't the worst thing that they did at least this has like some staying power and like people still remember this as like hideous. Oh, i remember it oh yeah they remember it as hideous but you know disney was trying to go for something here whereas so they're just going to remember yeah. the 50th for how especially it if you're in fantasy land looking at it because they only painted the front I was about to say, I was like, did they keep it to true to, uh, <laughs> if you're to how it, it really was? And like, if you're looking at it from the side, you see half a pink castle and then the other right, half is like, like gray. normally was. <laughs> yeah. Silly. Anyways, Anyways, so that was that that was exciting. And I'll end with a couple of less positive notes. Okay. So one thing I was going to bring up, have you guys been following Zach Ridley on Instagram? I have, but I haven't looked at it lately. Why? What's he doing now? So they're really trying to turn Zach Ridley into the next Joe Rogie, right? Right, because he's got the earring With, thing. And <laughs> yeah, where they're trying to get him to post all these like in-depth looks at like how we've imagineered stuff. Yeah. But it's getting almost like a parody. So on, I guess this was October 
the 19th. He posted on Instagram. I am sharing a few nighttime snapshots I captured walking through Creation Shop at dark. The new mannequins perfectly showcase our design vision for Epcot in personality and the amazing new park merchandise they highlight. The collection represents a seamless partnership between Imagineering and our collaborators within Disney Consumer Products who develop and craft our merchandise. We set out to boldly illustrate this confident, fresh aesthetic that defines Epcot based on pattern, color, and light. I couldn't be more proud of the results, and we are excited by this and future expressions of Epcot. It was a whole thing on the mannequins that they just like put silver <laughs> reflective paint on their faces. Yeah, cool, and he's trying to turn these mannequins into like, look at this deep detail we did on the mannequins. And I'm like, nobody build cares. a ride. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw one where he was in Club Cool, like showing off the new sodas flavors. And like, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about that. Yeah, no, that's the problem. The difference between him and Joe Rody right now is like, right, right. his stuff reads like he's being held hostage by Disney. Like, put this stuff out here so people feel like we're Imagineering. Whereas Joe Rody was like, I actually care about telling you the story. Right, this right. is like, let's make them feel like we did something special by having you talk about the mannequins. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to like Zach Ridley, but I also feel like he's kind of selling out here in a way. Yeah, I feel like he's putting on a lot right now. Putting on a lot of show. Yeah. The other thing in that same vein that's probably the most depressing thing that I can mention today, and this will be the last story I have. The late Nona move for Imagineering is seeing a massive exodus, Yeah. including some very popular Imagineers such as Kevin Lively. Yep, saw that who was a former Jungle Cruise skipper yeah. and then was the Imagineer that helped with the updates to the Jungle Cruise attraction. It appears that this Lake Nona move was largely intended to cause attrition at Walt Disney Imagineering by forcing people to move to Florida that don't want to because they wanted to have the tax benefits. And I think this is possibly the most depressing because this is going to represent yet more drain of talent out of Imagineering and that can have impacts far beyond when the current reign of and I don't want to say his name Dr. Evil mm -hmm. Dr. Evil ends mm -hmm. and number two so um, I, this is this is one of those things where uh, there's apparently pretty poor morale in Imagineering yeah if you go back to the Imagineering story documentary it's reminiscent of like the late 70s early 80s era of you know the changing of the guard from to the eisner era so that's is, is and and john has said that many times we need an outsider right to take over uh revitalize things like eisner did yeah like i said a lot of people got to where they hated on eisner but i mean yeah. if it weren't for michael eisner there would probably wouldn't be a walt disney company right now truthfully yeah. or it'd be broken um, up into several companies yeah yeah, it'd be owned by someone Sold else entirely. There wouldn't be a Walt Disney Company. Right. So uh, he he served his purpose for quite some time. Uh, he did, he, he didn't really he was, go off the deep end until later in his career. Anyway. Right. But he was very enthusiastic about the parks, too. And that was uh, yeah. some really good stuff happened during his tenure. And I feel like we're in a second, what do you call it, dark ages? <laughs> Almost. We're entering that yeah. is what it feels like anyway. I just hate that we... We saw it coming. We 
knew that Chapek was going to be this way. Yeah. And he's delivered on everything we feared. Yeah, so far. And then some, I would say, yeah. Right. And it's just, how long are we going to, how long are we going to have to deal with it? And how long is it going to take to repair the damage? I don't know. That's the real question. I want to say that they're not not everything they're doing is bad. There are still good things coming out. You go to the parks, there's good cast members, there's a lot of things. Yeah. I feel for the cast members. Yeah, I think that they right are tr- like to have to go and implement these just atrocious systems. They're going to b- bear the brunt of these folks that are just like I paid 60 bucks to ride this ride, why can't I get yeah. on it? Or how do I get on it? Or and the majority um, of cast members aren't paid enough to afford this either. So this is kind of just a slap in the face. Yeah, it's they, uh, you know the new minimum wage is going to be $15 an hour for a cast yeah. member. So you got to work an hour to go ride Rise. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, <laughs> so I, I, I'm a little sad about that. I'm still looking forward to going back. But I just see our experience being very different. And I think mm-hmm. we have shifted to more leisure Less rides, approach to yeah. Disney. It's, and that's going to be the only way that we're going to really be able to get out of there without spending a fortune every time. Right. Quick question. Yeah. Have you considered the possibility of a challenge using this being, I mean, an actual full completion being possible yet? Not, not until they start doing park hops, I guess, earlier than two probably, but. So we have seen a full completion help. done with a uh, after hours event. Kenny the Pirate completed with an after hours well, event. Well, okay, so uh, well that's every ride. I was talking parkeology. Parkeology, I don't know if they've taken an official stance on whether or not this will be allowed. No, they have. That's in their rules. The lightning lane. It is. Yeah, that you can buy that because it's available to everybody pretty much. They're talking about stuff that's not available to everybody. Certain parts. Like the base, if I'm not mistaken, I, I saw knew the base. That. You can you can go look at the updated rules if you want to, but yeah, it's allowed. Okay, I knew that the every ride folks were going to allow it. I don't. I, I guess I just yeah. didn't see them make an official announcement. Well, I I was thinking the same as you because I didn't see nothing was really announced. But I went back and looked at the site and looked at the rules, and Genie Plus is mentioned. Okay. So okay, so yeah, Genie Genie Plus Lightning Lane, including a la carte options, virtual queue. Extra or extended operating hours for resort guests, so you're allowed to use the deluxe resort guest extended hours. Okay. Maybe we should revisit that conversation next week after we've seen kind of a full yeah, week Yeah, I of think it. I've got to see how much you can game the system. I think, does this yeah. give enough of an edge that you could actually complete? In some ways, I think it doesn't really, it's going to be a net wash because it's going to... You might save well, yeah. a little bit here, but you lose a little bit there in another place. It's harder to complete that one. Yeah. Certain elements, right? Like, for instance, uh, the rafts. Um, it's harder to complete that one because of the park hops not being able to do it from the get-go. Right. You know, you have to wait until after two, so it's much harder to complete parkeology when you have to when you have to basically be devoted to a park until two o'clock, essentially. I had a couple of stories I wanted to throw in really quick, if you don't mind. All right. One is the, a good. I guess this is good news, Tron light cycle ride vehicles were delivered to Magic Kingdom over the weekend, last weekend. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So I forgot about week. that. So they were spotted on a flatbed truck being delivered. 
So that's a good sign that it's nearing completion, perhaps. The other one I, I was interested in was that story about the rerouting of Floridian Way that is sort of reopening rumors that they might be interested in putting a new resort alongside Grand Floridian on that side because they're moving the road back quite a bit back from where it is now away from Magic Kingdom to, to potentially open up that space on the what Adventureland, Frontierland side of Magic Kingdom. So, If it's being planned in this area, it will be IP-based. It'll be the first deluxe resort to be IP-based. Or is this simply making way for potential Magic Kingdom expansion over the next 20 years or something? Mm. Does Magic Kingdom really need to expand? I don't know. Any more than it already has? I don't know. I mean, where else could it expand at this point? I mean, there's not much room left. Now that Tron has uh, taken over that side, where else can you expand? So, I just know in, in this era, just about anything that's not already ha- IP-based is going to have something IP-based before it's all said and done. Sure. They're adding new roundabouts, though, and it looks like, based on the drawings here, that some of the, is it the Palmer Magnolia golf course is going to be re, have to be redesigned because <laughs> the road goes right over one of the current greens. The other story I thought is is cool is Candlelight Processional is back this year and they have a few celebrities booked already. Notables, Jody Benson, Blair Underwood, Lisa Ling, Pat Sajak, some of the usuals, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, Not yet. He's not booked yet, (gasps) which is scary, right? He needs to be, right? That would make it complete. Whoopi Goldberg usually does it too. But I uh, haven't seen her. And um, what's his name? Lieutenant get, Dan. They need, uh, need to get Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he could. Samuel L. Jackson? No. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting. Anyway, that's all I had. So that is our show for today. I hope that next week we'll have better news on Genie Plus about how it's just doing so much better. And they dropped the um, price. No. And they dropped the prices <laughs> and all those things. But right. I'm not going right. to hold out hope. So <laughs> yeah, in either. the interim, if you want to learn more about us or get in contact with us, how would you how would you do that? Well, we have social media, of course. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including the Raf's RA Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel, which you can find where, Adam? On our website. You can find links to that and everything there, travelingwiththemouse.com. Email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And if you want to book your own Disney, Universal, Cruise Line, Disneyland, Vacation, if you're in Europe, for example, and you're coming over after the travel restrictions are lifted and you want to book a trip, you can book through our friend, the travel agent. Her name is Jill Dilbeck. You can email her, Jill Dilbeck, at travelingwiththemouse.com, or you can go to our website and find a link to her there. So, for John and Adam, this is Jason, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse. We hope you will join us on our next trip. Bring some money. 
Sorry, kid. I've got a new master now. Should repost that meme. 